Welcome to Unhackable, a podcast with hosts Jen Wheaton and Sarah Mays. Candid and unbridled conversations about contemporary experiences like addiction, relationships, technology, and modern day spirituality, all explored through a heartfelt exchange of ideas and the alchemy of friendship. No topic is off limits, yet all are treated with care, compassion, curiosity, and courage. I'm going to start by saying how happy I am to be here with you, Sarah, my my beautiful friend. The holidays can be an interesting time where we we dive into family time and and do those traditional things that are so nourishing and Mm. and lovely. Mm -hmm. And yet we know in the background, this friendship just kind of hangs out. So I'm, I'm really excited to be here with you. And when... When thinking about moving into a, a new year, a new calendar year, and I'm going to be very specific about that because a calendar year is not the same as our eternal journey around the sun until that doesn't exist anymore. That journey around the sun and the revolutions of the moon around the earth, those have been going on for much longer than we've had a calendar. Mm-hmm. And I want to be incredibly respectful towards the the calendar itself because there is a miracle in that. And it's important to acknowledge that, even though that is not the center of my personal universe <laughs> for a lot of different reasons, to put the appropriate amount of respect into that particular method of measuring time. Mm-hmm. And the miracle of it is that in some way, some of it possibly by force, but in some way, the vast majority of people on this planet agree to this calendar. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle. I think it's a miracle as well. Yeah. And it, that definitely deserves our respect. Mm-hmm. However, it's not everything. <laughs> <laughs> and we're starting to see a shift where, I, in my personal circles anyway, or my circle of influence, where more and more people are saying that I'm not doing New Year's resolutions. Um, I'm not putting all of my stock into that switch over to January 1st and that start of a, of a new calendar year, which is lovely. However, nature detests a void. Mm-hmm. So we're saying I'm not doing this, yet there is a call and a pull to do something or to at least feel something or explore something. And this time of year is really, really beautiful for that. So right now in our experience, in the calendar year, January 2nd, 2021, yet we are how many? 12 days post solstice. Yeah. So the light has been re-emerging for the past 12 days. Mm -hmm. There's some really good support there. Mm -hmm. The flipping of a calendar, that support is only two-dimensional. Yeah. It's like a ledger. It doesn't have any energy behind it. And I'm going to get into the calendar thing. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> Let the calendar nerd. <laughs> She's emerging. <laughs> She's getting excited, you guys. She's excited. Oh, it started with so many questions that I didn't know. get answered. So <laughs> you go and find them for yourself. Yes. But I, I want to make sure that I we give the, the, the calendar the respect that it deserves. And that we have been able to agree on on dates and whatnot because it helps us to get stuff done and it helps us to 
meet at a common place and in a common time to the best of our abilities. And there's something very, very sweet and very elevated human about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so I do, do enjoy that. Now, can I ask you something here? Yeah. Do you feel like in some ways this is a hack? Like, do you feel like we have been hacked maybe even per, per, in particular with this idea of resolutions or is it more so this idea of the Gregorian calendar as we know it? I feel that we, in so many ways, and this is one of them, that we've been led to believe that we put all of our energy into this one day. Yeah. And when we do that, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment mm -hmm. because all of our hopes and dreams and ideas, all of our working through disappointments cannot fit in one small box mm -hmm. on that paper calendar or that calendar that's, that's in our phones. Mm -hmm. Yet we build it up to be all about this one day. And it's one of the reasons why it's very difficult to sustain the, the energy of it and what's required of it and the respect mm -hmm. that it deserves, all these things that we're seeking to shift or change, release, create, renew, all of these things that we're attempting to do, they don't fit into one day. Mm -hmm. And all of this energy goes into it, but the level of energy and the containment, the container of that box, it can't be, it can't be sustained. So because it's two dimensional, mm -hmm. it's, it's more like a ledger where our lives are multidimensional. And this is why I brought up the solstice. If we see ourselves as these multi-systemic, multi-dimensional beings that are standing on this big glorious orb that is actually a speck in, from a cosmic sense, that's circling its way around a huge ball of energy, which is <laughs> quite fabulous. And it's at a certain tilt that affects us. And then there's another glorious orb that has been circling us. When we pause and stand in that framework and we pause and stand in that place and feel that earth beneath us and turn our gaze up to that sky or allow the the re-emerging of the light to awaken us a little bit we start to feel how multidimensional we are mm -hmm. and our attempt to take all of that and place it on us on a two-dimensional piece of paper um it's it limits us mm-hmm mm -hmm. We're, we're not that limited and we're not that alone either. Mm -hmm. Some of our efforts are solitary efforts for sure, yet our supports are so multidimensional. So at this particular time of year in the Northern Hemisphere, we are still in that dormant state. We are, the, the plants haven't even begun to wake up yet. That doesn't start to happen until about February. Mm -hmm. That's why we harvest maple syrup at that time, because all those rumblings are start, starting to happen. And I suspect that that's one of the reasons why uh, a lunar new year happens in that particular time. Mm -hmm. The awakening is happening, yet in order to honor the newness that we're looking to bring in, we are we have those experiences of Lent, for instance, the cleansing and the releasing. That time of year, that's a good time to do some of that cleansing and releasing. Um, the earth is supporting that. Yeah. 
where the earth is relative to the sun is supporting that. And then we have a chance to set those new intentions or allow ourselves to be open to newness at that new moon time, that time when the sky goes a little bit void in our, in our visual experience. And then two weeks later, we can assess and we can reflect because we've got that, that light of the, Mm. the light of the full moon mm -hmm. and the light of the full moon doesn't have those harsh edges to it. It's very soft. So this isn't like a shine a spotlight on it. This is a, let's take a very soft and reflective look mm. on how we're doing mm -hmm. and to ask ourselves the questions, the things that I was seeking to create, the things that are starting to wake up within me, am I willing and able to, eventually expose those to the fullness of that searing light that's going to show up in June. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be able to withstand that kind of light at that time? And we, that, that's where how we have those lunar cycles to help to support this. So hmm. we've put a lot of stock into the January 1st date in the calendar. And I'm, I'm just going to share a little bit about this calendar. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> The, Super cool, you guys. <laughs> Just wait for this mind-blowing little piece of history. Based on, based on my research. And um, I, I think I've been a covert nerd for a really long time because, and I didn't want to be because I was a jock, you know, I was, a, I was an athlete and I was a dancer. And I think I thought I was a lot cooler than I actually was <laughs> growing up. And I was nerdy and I, and you know, I like Star Wars and <laughs> all of these things. And, and I like the Muppets and whatnot. But I also had a lot of a lot of questions around certain things. So when I was younger, I remember looking at our calendar and in words meant a lot to me. I love language. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like language is incredibly powerful. It's it can be a weapon, it mm -hmm. can be a tool and it can be an instrument. Mm -hmm. And why I understand language as an instrument, and I know that you do as well, Sarah, because you're a poet. Mm -hmm. And language is an instrument for a poet because not only do you deliver language, but you feel something back from it. Mm -hmm. And then what you feel back helps to determine what the next word is going to be. Beautifully said. Yes. And that's what instruments are. They, yeah. it's, it's this continuous feedback loop that's happening where with tools, we kind of impose our will on them. You know, yeah. hammer, nail, wham, wham. Like that's, and, yeah. and, and stuff gets built. Where with instruments, there's a, there's a subtle and very intimate relationship mm -hmm. that's it's, happening. Well, it's the essence of creativity too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And when I say the hammer nail thing, I'm talking about me with a hammer and a nail. <laughs> there, are, there are people for whom hammers and nails are instruments that that build remarkable things. Mm, so, so just <laughs> just for some clarification. So, if you look at the, look at our calendar, and we have words in our calendar: September, October, November, December. And I'm going to focus on October because this is the word that that got me as a as a young person. And I remember when I was learning about root words and octo as an octopus and octagon. Octopus is one of my favorite words in the whole world, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Octopi is even better. Yeah. So, but octo means eight. Mm -hmm. So why the heck is October the 10th month? And nobody could answer that for me. 
because we didn't have the internet back when I was right when I was young. It was the Encyclopedia Britannica in our house. Yes. And yes. we had like four or five sets of them and we got a new one every year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the man would come knocking on the door and it was like, it's the encyclopedia guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. New set. And I think we had even a new world encyclopedia set as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mm -hmm. would pour over those things Me again. Too. Yeah. <laughs> nerd. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait till you get to the ones with the anatomy and the human body stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a way to be able to look at naked bodies when you're six, right? Yeah. So back to the calendar and away from nudity. <laughs> um, in October, octo means eight, but it's the 10th month. What's going on here? And nobody could answer that question for me. So I started doing a little bit of exploring. And the calendar that we use right now is the Gregorian calendar named after Pope Gregory VIII. Thank you, church. Yay! With that, um, the, the, and the Gregorian calendar was the, uh, it was an adaptation to the Julian calendar because the Julian calendar was based on um, the, this great love of Julius Caesar kind of thing. So the Gregorian calendar um, has only been around since 1582 that's not as long as we've been circling the sun and it's not as long as the moon has been circling the earth. <laughs> so it's not the oldest timekeeper that we have. Mm -hmm. I believe that this is an important piece of information. I'm going to the elders, earth, sun, moon kind of thing for, for some of, the, for more of the support that we would like to have to help to nudge some of our wishes and dreams and hopes and intentions and healings along. Mm -hmm. That's why I think this is important so that we don't put our, all of our energy into something that's only two dimensional. So back in the day, the calendar actually began in March or what we know of as March. That was the first month in the calendar. And that, first month in March, it kind of makes sense in a lot of ways because things are starting to wake up. That's what, that's when spring happens. However, March, which was the first month, um, was then followed by April, followed by May. So we have one, two, three, followed by June four. Now this is where it gets interesting. Followed by, we have it July. Now it used to be called quintilis, which is five followed by sextilis, which is six followed by Septilis, or September as we call it now, or sorry, so, yes, sextilis, which is six, septilis, which is seven, makes sense. October, octilis, which is eight, that makes more sense. Eureka! November, which was nine, and December, deca, ten. Mm -hmm. um, that, that was the 10th month. There were only 10 months. The other two months were considered dead times <laughs> or introspective times. So those were the original dates or the, the original months. There were only 10 of them. And then after Julius Caesar died, they wanted to give a name in the calendar to Julius Caesar. So he got July, July Julius. And then Augustus Caesar got August. And so to make sure that one Roman emperor or, or warlord, whichever way you want to look at it, um, didn't get more attention than the other, both of those months have 31 days. <laughs> it's so crazy. Got to satisfy those egos somehow. Mm -hmm. And now to even things out a little bit more, names were then given to those other two time periods named after the Greek god Janus. So for January 
and Fredrua, which is was known as a time or a festival of of release and fasting and and healing, which coincides with how we practice things like Lent. Mm. So when those other two months were added to the calendar at the beginning, it shifted all the other months by two months. So now we have an octo, an eighth month. Now our 10th month makes no sense. Confusing. Um, now, as an Aries, I would want to blow the whole thing up. <laughs> and just, <laughs> and let's return to a lunar calendar and everything. <laughs> However, I do value the fact that so many people are working with this but let's know what we're working with. And this is where we come into the unhackable thing. Mm. Sometimes we are working with things or concepts, ideas, tools, or instruments, and we don't even know what the essence of them is. Now, March, which was the original first month, March is named after Mars, the god of war. The start of the calendar back then was named after the god of war because the calendar started at the time of year when all of your warring campaigns could start again. E. <laughs> I don't think that's what we're going for now. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit uh, archaic, I think. Yeah. It probably served its purpose at the time. People got behind wars, I guess. Mm -hmm. We're getting behind other things now. Yeah, it's not very contemporary. It's <laughs> so sweet <laughs> it's not very contemporary yeah and then now april i love and as our birthdays are in april comes from the word aperio which means mm. to open oh because that's what all the flowers are doing in april i can work with that one <laughs> so yes. that's a good name for and we do work with that one we do yes we, we do, do. and it is um it is an awakening time and it it does house that that partway point to um, to our between springtime emerging and then moving in towards the summertime. So there's there's some support there, and we do start to go through this this opening and awakening around April. So that's a it's a beautiful time of year, and I do believe that many cultures actually have their um, their New Year in the springtime. Mm -hmm. And our original Gr Gregorian calendar. Mm, maybe it might have been just the Julian one, but our original calendar had springtime as the start of the calendar. Yeah. Makes so, sense. It makes more sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Think of how much energy there is in the springtime. Mm -hmm. So if you're really looking to get some energy in behind the things that you're wanting to create, mm -hmm. bring them into the fullness and the richness of that springtime energy. Yes. Don't feel forced into this January 1st date when everything's dormant. Mm -hmm. The trees are going, oh, just lay down, mm -hmm. have a sleep. We don't have to buy into that hack, right? That's the idea here, is that that pressure that is building around this idea of January 1st is actually becoming another one of those consumer, um, it really is a consumer hack, I guess essentially absolutely because you know it's um you know fitness and dieting and supplements and you know if it's done in the right spirit for sure wellness can be always a really wonderful thing for us but not just because like jen said because we turned a page mm -hmm. you know allow there to be some light to help nourish and almost make it more of an organic uh, you know, time for you that it just feels like it, it just feels more right to me. And, and I always just thought it was because my birthday was in April, but mm -hmm. it's more of that I, springtime energy. 
but Jen was also sharing this idea of, um, you know, working with the moon cycles, you know, if, if we need something to get us through the darkness of winter, then let's start to harness the light of the moon, because we don't have the light of the sun right now. So when is the next time in our sort of January, February uh, 2021 that people could do that, in your opinion? So we, well, we've got a couple of them. So our next new moon is January 12th. Mm -hmm. Again, that's an introspective time. Pause and pause and just kind of ask questions of your body. Mm. What do you need? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you really need? Um, and then reevaluate on the next full moon, which I believe is like the 20, it's like the 28th mm -hmm. of, of January. However, then we start looking into the Lunar New Year, which is around February 12th. And this is very close to Emilk, which is that time in kind of in the medicine wheel. And again, I'm not the best person to be talking about these things. So please explore that. <laughs> that, And we, we know people <laughs> that, that know this better than I do. But that's that time when that awakening starts to happen. And it's, you know, it's, those are like those, those maple syrup rising times and that rumble at the, in the belly of the earth where seeds are starting to get that first little, like <laughs> something's happening, but I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Um, there's an energy there and we are a part of that. We're such a part of that. Mm -hmm. Things will start to melt, but then it gets cold again. And again, this is very Northern hemisphere stuff. So, so this is, this is a really, really good time to start to put those plans and ideas and the answers to the questions that you've asked into action. Mm -hmm. The world's, the earth isn't even in, in full action in the Northern, Northern Hemisphere right now. Mm -hmm. Most of the, the deciduous trees have just dropped their final leaves. The ones that have been just kind of hanging on, they've gone, they've gone dormant. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to overcome this. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually not fair to us, and it's it's uh, and we're trying to work without the support. And and the support is there. It's just the timing of it is, is is a little bit off. Mm -hmm. So be patient. Ask the questions. So then, with our calendar, we go into um, May, which is named after the goddess Maya, <laughs> <laughs> and she oversaw saw the growth of plants. Um, and oh, my says, which is an, an honoring of the elders. Mm. What a beautiful, beautiful concept. Um, elders are very much celebrated in, in the month of May and Maya is known as, as the nurturer, um, and an earth goddess. And then June, Juno <laughs> is the, the goddess, uh, patroness of marriage and well-being mm. and, uh, and marriage. So, mm. uh, it's, it's kind of an honoring of youthfulness. Mm -hmm. And this is when we start moving into the summer solstice. Everything feels very vibrant and, you know, the hormones are going and the, <laughs> and the sensory experience is, is really, really big. Yeah. So th then we've got June. And of course, we covered July and August, which were the fifth and sixth months, but now they're seven and eight. Um, <laughs> so, um, and then our September, October, November, which are based on numbers as well as December. And then we start over again. So... Our calendar is here for us to have an agreed upon place to meet with our ideas. But our ideas are only one aspect of who we are. An honoring of our humanity is rooted in an honoring of what our humanity stands upon. 
and how that humanity is sustained through water, air, earth, nutrients, medicines, food, like all, when are those things awakening? When are they going to start to spark life within us? Throughout the winter months at this particular time, the foods that we have are simply meant to sustain us. Sustain us in a, an almost dormant state. And those two months, like I mentioned earlier, of um, January and February were, th were that time of being dormant. That's what they originally were. And again, these are the names that we use. So if you want to look at our calendar from a solar perspective, how we are in relationship with the sun, the sun is just starting to wake up. Start to move into that place of when the sun starts to make the seeds rumble, rumble with them. Mm. That's like that early-ish February. And choose whatever day you want. Mm -hmm. Don't feel limited by first of the week or whatever. Pause and ask yourself the question, which day of the week do I feel most inspired by? Mm -hmm. It could be a Wednesday. Yeah. Work with that. Yes. Work with the rumblings as well, though. And then reevaluate, see where you're at under that beautiful, warm glow of a full, of a full moon. Mm -hmm. And reset your course, but not in 180 degrees in the opposite direction. Reset it by two degrees. Mm -hmm. Rather than you trying to jump out of your old, old skin, just... Give yourself a little bit of an exfoliation. That's, that's enough. <laughs> a little scrub. A little scrub. <laughs> a little sweat can go a long way. Absolutely. Not all of it. You don't have to sweat your whole being away. Right. <laughs> Just a little bit of sweat. Yep. You know? Moderation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what, I, what I'm offering here is a, an awareness of how many resources you have available to you to support you in your very human journey. And know that because you are multidimensional, you can access so many more dimensions other than that two-dimensional sheet of paper that says it's January 1st. So be it. It's one day, literally 12 days after the darkest night of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. Be aware of that. Thank you for listening in and being a witness to our conversation and our friendship. We hope it sparks in you the courage to bring to the surface your thoughts, ideas, and humanity where they can be lovingly unhacked and authentically shared. You can interact with us on the Facebook page Unhackable and with me, Jen Wheaton at Jen Wheaton Yogi Coach and me, Sarah Mays at Tarot by Sarah on Facebook and Instagram. Have a beautifully creative day.